You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about fluoride, the ever-present fluoride found in our water, found in our foods, found at the dental offices. Of course, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles. I recently did one on curry, my first curry recipe. Curry with mussels. I love Indian food. It is the best in the entire world. I really, really like the Indian food. I like my naan and I like my baba ganoush. Actually, baba ganoush is Middle Eastern, but getting all my Asian stereotypes mixed up. But I do love that, so go check that out. I also wrote a recipe for paleo gummy bears. Mm. The Venus de Milo, the gummy de Milo from The Simpsons, where Homer tries to steal a gummy bear that looks like the Venus de Milo, the headless ancient sculpture found in the Louvre. So go check that out. Also, of course, we do have a Patreon account. Please fund us, contribute some money, as little as a dollar to five dollars a month or a one-time fee, but preferably monthly, to help defray the cost of the podcast and this enterprise. It would mean a lot. And if you're getting anything out of this, which I assume you you are because I do check the numbers, then put your credit card where your ears are and donate. I also have Confessions of an Obese Child, my ebook, which you can find on Amazon Kindle and Barnes and Noble Nook for only two dollars and of the 99 cents so go get that you get to see what happened to me when i was a child the bullying and how i overcame it and lost the weight and how i lost the weight another way that you can help us is buy stuff from amazon through our website if you go to the recipes in particular you'll see there's a little picture for an ingredient for one of the recipes click on that you go to amazon anything you purchase in amazon through that link in the next 24 hours we get a two percent commission at no expense to you no cost to you no hassle to you Lastly, I'm a holistic health coach, paleo-inspired. So if you need some help cleaning up your diet or cleaning up your life, let me know. Contact me. My prices are on the website, and they're quite reasonable. All right, let's talk about fluoride. Okay, so we're fluoride's back in the news here. Way back in the year of our Lord, AD 2017, we did two, not one, but not four, two episodes on fluoride. Episode 37 is how fluoride got into our water supply. And then episode 38 is five ways fluoride destroys your health. So I would highly, highly recommend you go listen to those as a post or pre-listen to this one. Probably going to be a post-listen since you're already listening to this one, right, Gregory? So go listen to those. I'll put some links on the episode notes so you can get to it. 
because the the history of fluoride is long and sorted, and we're not going to spend too too much time on this particular episode dealing with it. I will talk about a little of the history now that they're thinking of revising the amount. Normally, I drink some tea when I'm doing this, but I'm drinking some cold water because I just got out of the dry sauna, and I am parched and desiccated, so I need to replenish some fluids. All right, we're going to be gleaning off the not-too-veritable CNN. FDA proposes new fluoride standard for bottled water, but some say it's still too high. Everyone should think it's too high. The U.S. FDA is proposing a lower concentration level standard for fluoride in bottled waters, yet some scientists and environmental groups believe that the proposed limit is still too high and poses a danger to human health. Those are essentially the groups that are not bought off. If finalized, the new regulation will lower allowable levels of fluoride in domestically packaged and imported water bottles to 0.7 milligrams per liter a slight, slight reduction from the current standard range of between 0.8 and 1.7 per liter allowed by the FDA. It seems like a wide range when you can double the amount and it's still allowable. Yeah, anywhere from 0.8 to 1.7. It's just like the FDA when they used to have grains. You could eat 6 to 11 servings of grain at the bottom of the food pyramid. It's like, why don't we like, like lock that number a little down a little more? The proposed standard would apply only to bottled water with added fluoride. It would not affect allowable levels of fluoride in bottled water that may contain fluoride from source water. Now, you might be thinking, well, okay, well, what are some occasions where fluoride is added to bottled water? The main one I can think of off the top of my head is children's water. If you've got to get formula water, water for your formula, they have regular, and then they have the one with added fluoride. And, of course, I voided like hell, the one with added fluoride. Also, Pedialyte, I think, has an added fluoride one. So that's where it's really going to affect. It's not going to affect bottled water. Now, go back to that episode we did on bottled water. I believe it's around episode, ooh, God, i got to pull that one back, probably around episode 9, 90-something. I was way off. S- episode 70, Six Ways Bottled Water Endangers Your Health. Bottled water in, it is a complete sham. About of the bottled water is not cascading out of some fountain or hot spring in the Ozarks. It's municipal water. If you look on the back, it'll say, supply, source, Cincinnati municipal water. It's a total sham. Of course, but if they put the sticker with flowing water coming out of a mountain, we're all gullible. We're like, oh, look, it is from the Colorado area. You know, It is from the Sierra Nevadas, right? It's Aquafina. It's fine water. No, it's a complete sham. If you listen to that episode, also tells you that bottled water has a higher microbe level because, of course, it's bottled water and it's not flowing. Just so like a river that is having an area that has a current and the water gets stagnant, bottled water is the same. Not to mention it's leaching BPA all day, all night, for months. And it does have fluoride. So bottled water is the biggest sham because you know why it's the biggest sham? Because you are paying for something that's essentially free. Come on, guys. Wake up. Dental health. The FDA's proposed rule aligns with the 2015 recommendation from the U.S. Public Health Service, part of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, that suggests 0.7 milligram per liter is the optimal fluoride concentration for community water systems that add fluoride. The new rule, quote, 
is based on findings from evolving research on optimal concentrations of fluoride that balances fluoride's benefit in preventing tooth decay with its risk of causing dental fluorosis, a condition most often characterized by white patches on teeth, close quote. The FDA said in its statement, oh, <sighs> balances fluoride's benefit in preventing tooth decay. If you go back to that episode we did on fluoridated water, the five ways it's killing you. I talk about how tooth decay rates are dropping in every country. Now, the only countries that still fluoridate their water is the United States, Canada, Ireland, and Australia and New Zealand. The EU has banned it. Japan? No. We still do it. But the tooth decay rates are dropping in every modernized country. And it's not dropping any faster in fluoridated water country so the, the question needs to be asked pondered ruminated let's cogitate on this why are we still putting fluoride in the water if tooth decay is dropping either way so this 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 line from the fda spokesperson balances fluoride's benefit in preventing tooth decay no 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 dental fluorosis is caused by taking in too much fluoride over a long period of time when adult teeth are forming under the gums Getting dental fluoresis is very difficult unless the water you're drinking has high amounts of fluoride in it. But some scientists' concerns extend far beyond fluorosis. Quote, this is Dr. Philippe Grandjean, an adjunct professor, professor of environmental health at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, wrote, quote, given that fluoride can damage brain development, amen, amen, thank God he mentions it, I would recommend that the maximum fluoride concentration in bottled water be kept at a lower level than 0.7 milligrams per liter. Christopher Neurath, a research director of the Environmental Health Studies Project, which is connected to the Fluoride Action Committee, an environmental advocacy group, the Fluoride Action Network is a great website. You should really check that out. Said, quote, currently there are rapidly increasing scientific studies that are, that are not put off showing neurotoxicity to fluoride with research showing that a direct link between children's IQ and their level of fluoride exposure in the womb. This is our largest concern. Yes, it should be. You know, Harvard had a study that came out in 2011, 2012 showing that fluoride lowers your IQ by 10 points, especially in African-American children. Harvard said this, not some conspiracy quack website like InfoWars. Harvard. Harvard admit it. So look, really fast, if you don't want to go back to that episode, we talk about how it erodes your bones. We talk about how it's a hormone disruptor, increases your chances of becoming infertile. It messes up your thyroid. And most importantly, it is a neurotoxin. It makes you stupid. And believe me, most of us can't afford to lose 10 points in our IQ. No, sir. No, ma'am. The American Dental Association noted that science-based organizations, including itself and the American Academy of Pediatrics, totally bought off, fully support the public health benefit of community water fluoridation. Close quote. The association also noted that the newly proposed level helps prevent tooth decay while not increasing the risk of dental fluorosis. That's when you get too much fluoride and you get those white patches on your teeth, which among Americans is primarily a cosmetic condition that doesn't affect the health or function of teeth. The association says, quote, even with the availability of other sources of fluoride, community water fluoridation prevents tooth decay by at least 25% in both children and adults. Lies, 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 yeah, they're gonna get you. Lies, 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 yeah. Thompson joins. Behavioral and cognitive health effects. 
Morteza Bashash, an assistant professor at the Dalai Lama, not the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama School of Public Health at the University of Toronto, found that higher fluoride levels as measured in urine samples of pregnant women are associated with both lower IQ and increased risk of ADHD and ADD among children. Shocking. Specifically, Bashash found a drop in children's scores on intelligence tests for every 0.5 milligram per liter increase in fluoride exposure beyond 0.8 milligrams per liter detected in a pregnant mother's urine. That's not good, right? 0.5 milligram, especially when the limit right now is 0.8 to 1.5. So if you live in a town where it's 1.4, oh, you're dropping some, some IQ right there. In Mexico, for example, the government delivers cavity-reducing fluoride by adding it to salt, not water, as many people avoid drinking tap water. Yeah, because they don't want to get Montezuma's revenge. My people are smart. So they add it to salt, kind of like iodized salt. So at least you can avoid fluoride over there to a certain extent. Still, Bashash's research findings were, quote, based on the true measurement of fluoride absorbed in the body, close quote. In a Canadian study presented at a conference last year and studies conducted in China showed IQ losses as related to fluoride levels with a similar order of magnitude. Oh, the Chinese, they're not smart, right? They just have the highest IQ in the entire world if you look at race and IQ. Due to similar fluoride sources, regulations, and diet, Canada's findings of urine levels are probably similar to those in America, Bashash said. Neurath trusts that both the Mexican and Canadian study results would generally apply to the United States because, quote, urine fluoride is best measure of total fluoride intake, close quote. Canadian data from the past 15 years has shown that women living in cities with fluorinated water supply had almost double urine fluoride concentration levels as women living in non-fluoridated cities. Drinking water fluoride is the major source of fluoride for these women, he said. Okay, look. There's many places you can get fluoride. We think about fluoridated water. We think about fluoridated toothpaste. The biggest source of fluoride, and I've mentioned this in past episodes, is when you take a shower. You are inhaling fluoride, especially you ladies who like to take the 45-minute hot showers. So it would behoove you to get a filter. But where else are we getting fluoride? We get fluoride in every processed food that's using water to make the food. Let's say cereal, right? Cereal, water is used to make cereal. Fluoride sticks to the, the cereal. It sticks to crackers. It sticks to cookies. So, of course, women who live in a town that has fluoridated water are going to be getting a lot more than regular people. But regular people are getting it. I'm getting it. If I eat cereal, I'm getting fluoride. The effect of prenatal exposure to fluoride on IQ is, quote, very large, close quote, Neurath believes. And on a population basis, that's very concerning. I love how scientists are so, they're like the masters of the understatement. That's very concerning. Proposed rule may not be adequate. Neurath himself published a study of dental fluorosis this year based on National Health and Nutrition Examination survey data that found, quote, dramatic increase in fluorosis over results from a decade ago. Water break. More than 30% of adolescents in this study showed moderate to severe dental fluorosis. An additional 35% of children showed lesser signs of the condition. Either way, it's a huge increase over a survey conducted about a decade ago, Neurath says. He believes that the proposed standard is unlikely to reduce dental fluorosis to acceptable levels. Yeah, why don't you just get rid of it altogether instead of getting rid of it a little? However, Neurath has a bigger problem. Quote, dental fluorosis is a visible sign of overexposure to fluoride. Yes, it's in your bones. But there are other non-visible signs and adverse health effects that are much more serious, said Neurath, based on his work of Bashash and Grenjol. 
Grandjean's work was funded by the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. Quote, our review of studies from China and our own field studies in accordance with a recent study by U.S. researchers carried out in Mexico that elevated exposure to fluoride during pregnancy is associated with toxicity to brain development. Given the fluoride is added to toothpaste to secure that the enamel surface of the teeth is properly protected against caries, even though dental rates are dropping everywhere, caries is dropping everywhere. Quote, there is no need to supplement the dietary fluoride intake. Amen. He is totally right. There's no reason to ingest this crap. Alternatively, Bashash said fluoride in drinking water is considered one of the big, biggest public health victories in preventing cavities. While his job as a scientist is to study a given topic, it is the job of policymakers to come up with the overall understanding of what's necessary. The FDA looks, quote, at the big picture, close quote, by gathering the evidence and getting bribed by the horror lobbyists in evaluating the pros and cons based on national priorities and how much money they want for their re-election campaign. Oops, sorry about that. Linda Birnbaum, director of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, explained that, quote, large cross-government working group looked at data available in 2010 to 2011 and concluded that 0.7 milligrams per liter was the appropriate level of fluoride concentration in drinking water one that balances protection from dental caries while limiting the risk of fluorosis in the body. The Institute has funded studies that explore other health effects, she said. And, quote, we are looking at the information in a systematic review now, close quote, while they're counting the money. The International Bottled Water Association, a trade group, whores, said it supports the FDA proposal to revise the standard of quality for fluoride added to bottled water. Quote, Jill Calora, a whore for the Bottle Association. Most companies are well below the newly proposed limit. The proposed rule takes into account the many sources of fluoride in people's diets, does it? And will further reduce the risk of fluorosis while still providing an optimal level of fluoride to help prevent tooth decay. See how they just perpetuate the lie that fluoride actually does anything for your teeth. Neurath our John the Baptist, our voice crying out in the wilderness, says, Cavities are not the only concern, people. The proposed rule is not adequate. Comments from the American Dental Association did not appear in the previous version of this article, which also stated only the bottom limit to the current allowable FDA range of fluoride added to domestic brands of bottled water. We'll talk about them in a second. All right, let's finish it up. As always, with the innumerable episodes we have on toxins in our life, going back to phthalates and parabens and sunscreen and aspartame and VOCs and over and over, always ask the question, quo bono. Now, the scientists, these voices crying out of the wilderness, who are saying, um, pregnant women, it's lowering the IQ of their babies, uh, it's destroying their bones, uh, this is not good. Uh, what, what do they really have to benefit how are they benefiting by telling this, by being whistleblowers? Whereas if you look at the American Dental Association, you look at the, the trade associations, you look at the FDA, they all have a definite 
benefit to perpetuate this lie, right? Lawsuits, for example, would be forthcoming if they admitted that, oh, yes, this is a major, major problem. And they're just hoping that you're just not going to talk about it, not think about it, and just push it under the rug. What do we know about fluoride? Now, the fluoride we're talking about is, is hydrofluorosilic ciliate acid. It's a long name. Look, look on your toothpaste. They've known since the 1930s, okay, fluoride was a byproduct of aluminum production and phosphate production, fertilizer production, back in the 1920s when America actually used to make things before we shipped all the jobs overseas. And they were like, oh, we need to do something with this, this super toxic sludge that we're putting in the river. So the American Dental Association, along with Carnegie Mellon University and some corrupt scientists, including Edward Bernays, the nephew of Sigmund Freud, who's known as the father of advertising and propaganda, they came up with this gigantic campaign to push that fluoride was good for your teeth. They trumped up studies showing that it was good for your teeth as a way to advocate putting it in the water supply. So in the 30s and 40s, they started to do that. Now, nowadays, it's about 75% of large cities have fluoridated water. There's a great, great, go back to the episode, because there is a great study they did in upstate New York on the Hudson Valley in two cities, Newburgh and, ah, can't remember the other city off the top of my head. They're a similar size, and they fluoridated one city and didn't fluoridate the other, and then they came back 10 years later and checked out what were the differences, and what, what do you know? The city that fluoridated water, higher rate of miscarriages, higher rate of bone problems, higher rate of infertility, higher rate of neurological problems, yet they still put it in the freaking water. It is insidious. It is insidious. Get this crap out of our water. Okay. I remember in San Antonio back in the 90s, I think it was in the 90s, where they were pushing Florida water. There was a vocal community that was completely against it. But of course, you know, when you have big advertising, big business, big government pushing it, the, the sheep are going to believe them and not believe the other people. So it's been in our water. So what can you do? Clearly, buy Florida toothpaste. If fluoride was not bad for you, why does it say contact poison control if you swallow it? I mean, people, come on, wake up. Tom's a main, kiss my face. There's a lot of products, a lot of comp companies that make fluoridated free, fluoride-free toothpaste. Number two, buy a fluoride filter. You can get one on Amazon. Screw it on your shower. Number two, number three. See, it's, it's the fluoride I've been ingesting since I was a kid. I can't even add anymore. Number three. Get a fluoride filter for your water. Now, the Brita filters that you have at your house don't fluoridate, or they don't remove fluoride. They were they can remove some other toxins like radon and chlorine and the bacteria, but not fluoride. So you need to go on Amazon and buy a fluoride filter. Number four, try to limit your processed foods because, as I mentioned, everything's got fluoride in that is processed. And number six, when you go to the dentist, number five, Go to the dentist. Of course, go to a holistic dentist. We do have two episodes on dentistry. We have how root canals are toxic to your body, and we also have another one on how cavemen had better teeth than we do now. And I would really love to interview a holistic dentist. I have a holistic dentist. Most of them do not use fluoride. All of them don't use fluoride. They don't use BPA in their fillings. They don't use mercury amalgams and so forth. But if you go to a regular dentist because you don't have a holistic dentist near you, and when they want to shove that that fluoride, and honestly, I don't even know how they do it because I haven't had this done for twenty something years. Back when I was a kid, they had these like mouth mouth guards, and they would have the squishy fluoride, and and you would have to bite down on it, and bite down on it for like twenty minutes as the fluoride would get sucked onto your enamel. I honestly don't know how they do it now, but either way, decline it. Just say I would appreciate not this. And if if they say why, say I don't need to tell you. I am the customer. You're the dentist. 
don't do it. Also, by the way, you have one of the highest suicide rates because you're exposed to mercury all the time and BPA and fluoride and all these neurotoxins. So really, you're not coming from a source of credibility, Mr. Dentist. I don't want your fluoride. Or you can just make up something. Just say, oh, I just don't feel like it. But just don't take the fluoride there. Fluoride is a major problem, guys. You need to reduce it in your life. Seriously. Along with BPA, along with the innumerable exhaustible, inexhaustible, I should say, toxins. So look, follow those guidelines. Tell people about fluoride. Do your own research. Use some discernment and get this crap out. As always, guys, hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. It helps my rankings. And as always, as always, as always, post a review for Holistic Health News, Confessions of an Obese Child. Hopefully you saw the last one I did on whether or not to be rich, fat and ugly, or poor, Good looking and thin came out last week. And also post a review for Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at MPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>